0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled "When the Moon Split a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. We continue on page 195 Abu Rafi Salam bin Abdul Huqaq is killed Abu Rafi was a wealthy Jewish merchant from Hijaz who had settled in Khaybar He was instrumental in organizing the coalition against the Muslims once the threat of the coalition receded and Banu Quraida were put to the sword, it was decided that Abu Rafi was too dangerous to be left unchecked. Muslims from the Aus tribe had killed Ka'ab bin Ashraf and eliminated a major threat against the Muslims. Their success had brought them acclaim from the community. Now the Hazraj tribe wanted the assignment to silence Abu Rafi and five men from among them rose to carry out the mission in the the 5th after Hijra. Abu Rafi's fortress lay on the outskirts of Haybar. The Hazrat men under Abdullah bin Attik reached thee at sunset. Abdullah asked his men to wait nearby and went off by himself to the fortress gate. He squatted there casually as if he were one of the inhabitants. The watchman saw him and said, O oh servant of God, come back in. I need to close the gate. Abdullah needed no second invitation. He complied and as soon as he entered, he hid himself. Late that night he stole the keys and opened the gate to facilitate his escape. Then he headed for Abu Rafi's rooms. He took the precaution of locking from inside every door that he opened. The darkness of the chamber and the slumber of its inhabitants gave no clue as to Abu Rafi's whereabouts. Abu Rafi, Abdullah cried out softly, Who is out there? Abu Rafi asked. Abdullah followed the voice and struck Abu Rafi with his sword, managing to injure but not kill him. Abu Rafi screamed in pain. Unfazed, Abdullah left the room only to re-enter, pretending to be one of the household. Disguising his voice, he came up and inquired, Abu Rafi, what was that noise? May your mother be destroyed! Someone just struck me with a sword! Abu Rafi shouted in pain and fury. Abdullah approached him and struck him once more, But the blow was not fatal. He then plunged the sword into Abu Rafi's belly and left him bleeding. He opened the doors one by one and came out. The moon was out, but because of his bad vision, Abdullah missed his step and hurt his leg. His turban wound around his leg. He sat down on the shadows by the gate waiting until Cockro, when a man intoned from atop the wall of the fortress, I announce the death of Abu Rafi, the merchant of Hijaz. The mission was over, and satisfied Abdullah returned to his companions. Safe in Medina again, they reported to the Prophet who saw Abdullah's bandaged leg and ran a hand over it and healed it. It was a symbol that one more source of hurt had disappeared, and one more enemy had been vanquished. The chief of Yamama is captured. Thumama bin Uthal was the chieftain of Yamama, his hatred of the Islam and the Prophet, peace be upon him, impelled him to make an attack on the Prophet's life. Edged on by Musailima, the liar, who pretended to be a Prophet and had his own reasons for wanting the Prophet, peace be upon him, dead, Thumama set out a disguise in Muharram sixth of Hijra. His objective was to assassinate the Prophet, peace be upon him, but he was captured by a party of Muslim horsemen returning from a punitive expedition against Banu Bakr bin Hilab. The Muslims under Muhammad bin Musaylimah took Thumama back with him to Medina, where they left him bound to a pillar in the Prophet's house. The Muslims under Muhammad bin Muslima took Thumama back with him to Medina, where they left him bound to a pillar in the Prophet's mosque. The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw the captive and asked him, "What do you expect, Thumama? I expect good. For if you kill me, you will kill one whose blood will be avenged." If you show me favor, you will show it to one who is gracious. If you want property, you will be given as much as you wish. The Prophet, peace be upon him, left him there. The following day, the same question was asked with the same answer being given. The third day, at the end of the same conversation, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered Thumama released. Tumama, it seems, had spent the three days in contemplation of issues more profound than the matter of his release. For upon being freed, he bathed and asked to be admitted into Islam. Later, he said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, I swear to Allah, O Muhammad, no face on the face of the earth was more abhorrent to me than yours, but now your face is the dearest of all to me. I also swear to Allah that no religion was more hateful to me than yours in the entire world, but now it is the dearest of all to me. Thumama left Medina to perform Umrah in Makkah, where the Quraysh heaped vituperation on him for his change of heart. Thumama's answer was swift, By Allah, not a grain of wheat will reach you from Yamama and until the Prophet, peace be upon him, permits. Thumama spoke in earnest, and the Quraysh were left in despair, for not a single caravan was allowed to carry wheat to the Quraysh. A letter was sent to the Prophet, peace be upon him, asking for the embargo to be lifted, and only when he recommended selling grain to the Makkans did Thumamah resume trade with them. The Expedition of Banu Lahyan In Usfan, in the heart of Hijaz, lived Banu Lihian, the tribe that had ambushed the 70 Muslims at Raj'i. The memory of that tragic incident filled the Prophet, peace be upon him, with the desire to punish Banu Lihian. But he was forced to deal with several emergencies that demanded his attention. The battle of the trench was one among them. Soon, however, the calm following the failed coalition gave him the opportunity to claim retribution. With an army of two hundred men and twenty cavaliers, he marched towards the murderous Banu Lihyan in Rabi al-Awwal the sixth of Hijrah. The party reached Batan Haran, a valley between Amj and Usfan, site of the massacre, where the Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed for the martyrs and halted for two days. When Banu Lihyan heard of the march against them, they took refuge in the hills and eluded capture. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, went on to Isfan with a squad of ten cavaliers in the vanguard. They moved up to Hara al humaim After fourteen days, the Muslim forces returned to Medina. Abdul As accepts Islam. In Jamadul Awal, the sixth after Hijra, the Prophet, peace be upon him, received news of a Qurayshi caravan returning from Syria and dispatched 170 cavaliers headed by Zaid bin Haritha to Is. The caravan was led by Abul As, the husband of Zainab, one of the Prophet's four daughters. Husband and wife had been estranged for three years, since Zainab had migrated to Medina with her father after her husband refused to accept Islam. The Muslims rounded up the entire caravan except for Abdul As, who fled to Medina and took shelter with Zainab. He asked her to intervene to request her father for the return of the caravan's cargo. The Prophet, peace be upon him, granted Zainab's request. Abu As, known for his trading skills and his integrity, went back to Makkah, returned the goods to the rightful owners, and then embraced Islam. He then migrated to Medina, where he was reunited with Zainab. Since the verse forbidding marriage between unbelievers and Muslim women had not yet been revealed, the marriage was kept intact. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent a number of cavalry units, or saraya, during this period. They were significant in that they quelled enemy uprisings and established peace and order in far-off areas. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. If you'd like to listen to this and other podcasts on this book reading, please go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.